Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. I'm Dusty Slay, and I'm your host, and I'm here with my wife and co-host, Hannah Hogan Slay. Good to be here. I hyphenated your name. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I just felt like doing it for this episode. Okay. I felt like like it was fun. Yeah, I like the spontaneity. Yeah, I like to change it up, you know, Mm -hmm. get wild with it. Hannah Hogan Slay. She could be anyone. A wrestler. Yeah. Uh, an actor from Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is famous for a movie named Crocodile Dundee, Crocodile Dundee 2, and I believe there's a three, which we've not watched, and also a movie called Lightning Jack, and a movie uh, uh, where he's an angel. How you going, Mike? <laughs> yes, exactly. Great movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Crocodile Dundee is and and Lightning Jack, two of my favorite movies. He is just the charm just oozes out of that man. It is really good. Lightning Jack is a great movie. Now I watched it a lot as a kid, and then uh, you know probably within the last five years, and it was not as good five years ago as it was when I was a kid, but still very good. Nothing's as good as it was when it was a it kid. It was uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. is in it. Mm-hmm. Beverly D'Angelo is in it. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Another movie that kind of reminds me of that same vein in a way is uh, Mel Gibson in Maverick. <gasps> you know, we just watched that not long ago. Mm-hmm. That does really hold up. Uh, I thought the ending, uh, like, it was a little stupid. Like they should have ended it. It felt like they should have ended it like a scene before. Um, but, you know, I guess it is what it is. Another just charm infused bill. Yeah. Mel Gibson in the 90s. Get out of town. Yeah. Who else was it? Who was the one? Jody Foster. Jody Foster. Clay, uh, Clint Black was in it. My friend Clint Black. Yep. He's not my friend, but I did meet him and I have a picture with him on the wall. Yep. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. You love to just tell me about your celebrity friends these days. We'll be listening to some serious XM country music and you'll be like, oh, this guy's my friend. I can't even think of a name, but this well, guy's know, my friend and he's my buddy. Well, it's that's what's fun about it. Like, I'll, I'll be like a fan of these people and then I meet them at the Opry and they're so nice. I'm like, we're friends now. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And we are. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. Um, we're having a good time here. Uh, it's a, it's a third, it's a two Wednesday and, uh, it's a day. It is a day. We're having a good time here. Uh, life's good. My sister and nephew are in town. They've been here to help us for the week. I got a bit of a busy, uh, two weeks where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing longer weekends out on the road and then I'm, um, you know, and then I'm not home as much. And I had a busy week this week. I did several things during the day this week. So, uh, so they come, they've come to help us. Yes. And visit with us and just be our family. Yep. And it's been very fun. It's been so nice. Um, we've been saying things about our family on the podcast and only to uh, find out that our family listens to the podcast. It's really coming to bite us. So, well, it's coming to bite Hannah. Hannah yeah. says more things than me. I'm, mm. I'm very cool and chill. Uh, Mainly, uh, I just wish I have not been sharing so many weed stories lately. I wish I <laughs> uh, kept it at the old CBD, just calling it CBD. I don't know why we're so ignorant to think that you know your family doesn't listen (laughs) i mean i guess we just kind of think they don't care or they know you too well so they wouldn't have any thought to listen that's what i think but i think sometimes my family is more into celebrity dusty than uh, real life dusty and that's not it's not true for all of the family but for some of the family i do think how does that make you feel dusty (laughs) i'm fine with it because you know what they're pretty similar to the same person. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I admit, Celebrity Dusty is uh, the more fun version, unless you're into gardening and, and, and stuff like that. Because real life Dusty uh, will go around to the neighbor's houses and try to rake up their leaves without permission. 
<laughs> I did that today. I went, I just walked through the neighborhood and I saw, all right, I looked at people's yards and I go, all right, this person's got a lot of leaves. I bet they don't care about these leaves and they wish somebody would break them up. So I raked and then I saw one guy outside and I asked him, could I rake his leaves? And, and, uh, <laughs> and he said, yeah, I don't care. And then, so I went to this one tree that seemed like the tree wasn't really owned by anyone. It's just kind of a, just kind of a weird spot. So I raked the leaves up around it and put those in a bag. And then I went to the guy that allowed me permission. And then I, his neighbor, um, uh, had the most leaves and then the next neighbor I know, and then I know the next few. So I thought I'll just work my way all the way down. Uh, but when I got to the guy with the most amount of leaves, I'm just out there raking his yard without permission. And uh, he comes outside. And I go, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Caught, rake, handed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh uh, I just was, uh, uh, so you had all these leaves out here and I thought you wouldn't mind if I raked them up. And he was like, apparently this guy likes his leaves. He was like, he says, actually, I like to mulch them down into the lawn. So we ended up having a little conversation and I said, listen, I'm sorry I'm doing this, but, uh, <laughs> I said, I just didn't think anybody appreciated their leaves. And I said, I like that you appreciate your leaves. And then I went into a whole thing about how the trees, produce nutrients over the over the course of the year and then they drop them down in the leaves and it refeeds everything and i was like i like that you're into that and i go i'm sorry that i've come down here and tried to take your leaves and it was very pleasant my nephew was very uncomfortable with it because he was you know he was an accomplice in this crime <laughs> yeah um, but then I went over to my other neighbor's house and raked a few of his leaves and I, after that point it's you know it's 80 degrees here by that point I was hot I was like, you know what? That's good enough. And we got two huge bags of leaves and I was able to cover all my garden beds with them, cover my compost and some other spots of the grass that I'd like to kill. Do you respect that man for saying no? Yeah, I do. You know, I mean, he didn't come out and I also respect him because he didn't come out with an attitude. He just kind of came out like, what's going on out here? <laughs> 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 why is this guy who people tell me in the neighborhood is a comedian <laughs> raking my leaves yeah this guy can't afford leaves or what <laughs> but i'm just trying to get a lot of leaves and there's a couple of piles in the neighborhood but there's never people outside and i feel weird about knocking on people's door going hey can i rake your leaves um but i guess i when this guy came outside i mean immediately i was like i should have just knocked on the sky. Yeah, what's door. weirder? Asking, can I rake your leaves or getting caught raking someone's leaves who don't want their <laughs> leaves to be raked? Yeah. It's about consent, Dusty. It is about consent. You should never rake leaves without permission. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you got to rake leaves, rake your own leaves. That's right. And actually, I have quite a few leaves in my front yard, but I want those leaves. Mm -hmm. So I, if I rake up my leaves, then I feel like I'll have to have other leaves to replace those, mm. you know, because I like those leaves. But so that's a neighborhood drama. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you said that um, our nephew witnessed you committing a crime by stealing, trying attempted rate, uh, attempted leaf stealing. Um, because I also sort of committed a crime at Walmart in front of them earlier this week oh i don't know about that yeah i didn't tell you about it so uh myself my sister-in-law our nephew nathan or our nephew who's 15 and um my two young kids we all go to walmart we need a lot of baby stuff we need a lot of baby stuff I, and most importantly i needed a high chair for sam so we go in and we get a lot of stuff. We get clothes, we get bibs, we get a big box of uh, the high chair. So as I'm checking out in self-checkout, the first thing I, you know, click with the little wand thing is the high chair. And then I go right next to the diapers below the cart because I have forgotten to pay for diapers before because I put it on the bottom thing and I forget something. I'm going to go ahead and get these big items first. So then I click the diapers and 
and I do it kind of in quick succession. And then I hear a little ding like, oh, invalid item. And I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't catch the diapers, right? So I did the diapers again, right? And then I just move on and I click and I scan everything and I pay. And then I, um, oh, actually they go, the, my crew goes to the doors as I use the restroom. Then I come back and the lady at Walmart, the Walmart police is like, can I see your receipt? And I said, no problem. Or at least that was the energy I was given. No problem. And then she looks right away and she said, this, you know, a hundred dollar high chair is not on here. And it wasn't. And I seemingly tried to steal that high chair, but I just had clicked the barcode and it just didn't go through. And I had thought it was the diapers when it was really the hundred dollar item. <sighs> so I had to go back just a walk of shame. Everybody thinking I'm stealing. And the thing about that is the Walmart police always get me, always ask me to stop. And I'm always so insulted that they think I'm stealing. Cause I see them not asking other people, but then in front of my, family i am seemingly trying to steal this item and that's why they've been targeting you i know yeah i look like one of those ladies that like looks like she wouldn't steal but is definitely the lady that's stealing meanwhile we did steal um now we went back and paid for it but we did steal something at the walmart the i other think day. it was diapers because you know we put them on the bottom rack and then we just forget I thought it was glasses. Maybe. But we bought, yeah, we, we put it on the bottom cart and we got out to the car and realized that we didn't even pay for those. I've done that a lot, but I always go back and pay for it. But um, yeah, I mean, that's happened to me a bunch. Yeah. And now I don't know if, if that lady, the Walmart police or my family truly believes me when I say I that was an honest mistake. I think they do believe you. Okay. You know, the thing about it is I do take it back, uh, you know, partly because I'm a good person, but the other part is because, uh, God is watching me and I'm like, you know, I just feel like I'll go, Oh, I know. You know, even if it's an inconvenience, because that's what it comes down to. You get out to the car and you're like, Oh geez, I got to go back into the Walmart and then scan this thing and do all that again. But you're like, how do you, how could you justify getting in the car and just being like, uh, just. Oh, I 100%. If I had it got out into the parking lot, maybe not with the high chair, but honestly, probably with the high chair, I'd be like, well, I didn't mean to steal it, but I did. And I'm not going back. But you would not have uh, had that lady not stopped you. You would not have realized that. No, because, you know, I never look at bills because when we, we went to Dick's Sporting Goods and I, you know, I bought not Dick's. We went to Academy Sports. I don't support Dick's. Um, I will if they have what I need, but, uh, the, uh, <laughs> but we went to Academy sports and I had gotten a quite a bit of stuff cause I got a weight bench and some weights and stuff. So I'm trying to work out and, um, I go, how much was it? You were like, oh, I was like $115 and I was like, what? And because I'm like, I know, I knew there was one item that I got that was pretty expensive, so I was like, and I, I thought, there's no way all that stuff was $115. And yeah, it was like way more than that. You had looked at just one item, probably the last item that was rang up was yeah. 115 So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm pretty flighty and spoiled. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you would have stole it and never known. I've stolen diapers by, I've never intentionally stolen anything. I've never liked stealing. And so I've never tried to steal anything. But if I steal by accident, sort of similar to littering by accident, it's not my intention. But if it happens, there's no turning back. Well, it is, especially in a situation where it's like you have two kids, uh, both in car seats, you get them both loaded into the car seat. And then you're, it's like, it's really like, oh man, do I believe in the moral fight to support Walmart enough to get my kids back out of the car seat back. See with me, the last time we went, we got them all in the car seat. You stayed in the car. I ran inside and paid for it. But like, yeah, we, uh, but, and, and especially before self-checkout, I remember back in the day, um, I think I ended up getting a belt somehow out of a Walmart and the line was really long. I was like, I'm not getting back in that line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's relative and it's also just what can you live with if you steal from Walmart? Yeah, what we, can you live with? 
we accidentally stole something from Joanne's the other day. Uh, I think it was just in our car. Oh, I guess Daisy. We thought yeah. Daisy might have just put it in the cart, so we definitely didn't pay for it. Oh, put it in the car in the in the in the stroller. Yeah, Daisy uh, be stealing stuff out here, making so, us look bad. So I took. I'm going to take it back in, and I really want to look like a hero in the Joanns. You know, deep down inside, I want to be the guy going back in and going, "Hey, my daughter took this," and then we have a good laugh about it. But I end up looking like a good person. But I walk back in with this thing. Nobody even looks at me. Not even twice. And so I just set it down on the counter and left. Yeah. So I didn't get my hero moment. No. Which is real unfortunate. They're not going to give it to you at Joanne's. They don't just give it away at Joanne's. You got to be like actually spitting out thread for them to be impressed there. Yeah. I did have an issue at Michael's the other day. Well, let's talk about that. Do you want to talk a little bit about your journey the last couple weeks of, you know, this new, um, let's call it um, elevated Dusty? Well, I mean, you seem to think that that has something to do with this, um, but I don't think so. I mean, I've, I, you know, I've freaked out on people in Joanne's high before. It's like, I don't, I don't know that this has any uh, connection, but yeah, I mean, I've been a little, a little more fired up lately because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm off the weed and I'm off the cigars. I've uh, been a little more fired up in areas, um, but like a Michaels. Yeah, you know, but I. This is the thing. I think I, it's natural to get upset at Michaels. Well, this is the thing, and and this has happened to me a couple of times now in these Michaels, Joanne's, Hobby Lobby type stores. Yeah, is that you go in and you go to the and I'm looking for picture frames. So you go back there to the picture frames, and there's signs hanging all over the place that say "Mix and Match, Buy One Get One Free." That's what it says. And now I've gotten picture frames before and taken it up to the counter and they go, oh, these aren't on it. So I was careful to read the label. I, I, I saw what frames were listed, uh, what name brand was listed. So I go, okay. So, you know, I don't want, I don't need a bunch of expensive frames, but I needed a couple, but I figure it's you buy one mix and match, meaning whatever frame you want to get. And... Uh, so I got an expensive one, and then I got a slightly less expensive one. E- expensive in relative terms. I mean, uh, picture frames are outrageously expensive sometimes. So I'm not getting into those, but expensive for what I like to buy. And then I get, like, let's say one frame was $50, I think. And then another one was 35 So I thought, all right, I'll pay for the $50 one, and they'll give me the $35 one for free. And then I got two others. And those were the exact same frames. So I just go up to the counter. I got all my frames. I go up to the counter and I go, uh, and I was in there to look for fabric. Michael's doesn't even have fabric. I was like, I was like, what is this? Like I, I, I'm walking through the aisle. I got all these frames in my hand and I stop like dead stop and turn around and this girl's behind me and she's like, like, like shocked that I turned around and I go, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, are you looking for something? And I guess she worked there, but was off the clock. And uh, I told her and she goes, oh, you probably, probably had to go to a, like a Joann's or a Hobby Lobby for that. And I'm like, you don't have fabric in here anyway. But um, I didn't get mad at her. She was very nice. But I go up to the counter with the frames and I say to the lady, I go, hey, I just want to, you know, I just want to make sure these are on the, you know, mix and match, uh, buy one, get one half off thing. And she scans the first two, the big one. She goes, oh, these aren't on it. I go, well, it said, you know, this name brand. She goes, all our frames are this name brand. And I go, okay, so these are not on it. She goes, no, these are not on it. I go, why not? She's like, I don't know. Just some of, some of them are not, not on there. And I go, well, there's signs all over the place back there. It's not clear. And I go, you just keep them. And then I just walked out. I left all the frames on the counter. I'm not mad at that particular person, but I'm like, I'm not going to put the frames back. And if they're not buy one, get one free, I'm not, I'm not spending $85 on frames here. I'm out of the store. That's about the most American thing I've heard you do. Well, it's just so frustrating. It's yeah. like, make it clear. Don't have, I mean, like the whole, every picture frame section was this sign hanging, mix and match, buy one, get one free. It's like, have a section. 
the, the, it's chaos in Michaels. I've always said that. Yeah. You cannot go into a Michaels and not just fall into a dark hole of confusion. I came in here for fabric. All you got is some janky frames that have no clear pricing. Get out of town. Exactly. I'm taking my business to Hobby Lobby. Exactly. I mean, I'll yell at them in my own part of town. Yeah. I don't need to come down here to Brentwood and yell at some people. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sorry you went through that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's just annoying. Yeah. Right? Is it a big deal? No, it's not that big of a deal. But it's like, why, why are you hanging signs like that? Don't be like, buy one, get one half off. And then I take it up and you go, not these. It's like, is this some scavenger hunt game where I got to find the right ones? Yeah. I'm I'd not. like to talk to Michael. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to have to restock these. I'm not restocking them. Yeah. And that's a big deal for you to do, to not put them back on the shelf. Because you true. always get on my butt if I pick something up and then decide not to buy it and put it on a different shelf. Well, that is true. Ooh, I do. you get mad. I do try to put things back. There's another thing that I won't do. And this is, this is something that I've started to do. Uh, actually, I've been doing it for a while, but I'm, I consciously do it now. When I go through the TSA at the airport and we have to put our stuffs in the little uh, uh, plastic bin. And when we get to the end and we take our stuff out, I don't stack my plastic bin with the rest of them. I leave it because I don't work there. And the TSA is not nice. They're not nice to me. Every once in a while, I'll find a friendly one. And, uh, and, I, and I hate that um, my anger towards the organization comes down on each individual worker. But a lot of times, they're very rude. They just yell to at you. And they go, it's two lines, people. Get into, get into the other line. And it's like, all right, all right. We're just, we're, we're just trying to go to the airport. Do they ask you to stack the bins? Yeah. And you just outright refuse? I don't do it. I don't, I don't work here. That's bold. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's my small thing that mm -hmm. I do. Where that's I'm your like, protest. That's my small protest that I do where I'm like, I don't stack the bins. Hey, there you go. You know what I mean? That's your right. Yeah. I mean, you if, if you decide I look suspicious, you can make me go through some weird x-ray machine or pat me down. Then I can decide not to stack the bin. Yeah. Has anyone ever said, excuse me, sir, you uh, forgot to stack this bin? No, they haven't. Yeah, because they I'm know that, that that would not end well. I'm ready. Yeah. And, <laughs> You're ready. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll be very friendly. And I have stacked it before. Mm -hmm. They're just nice people. Sometimes you go through these small airports and small cities, and they're just friendly people. One time in Dallas, a guy, kind of an off-duty TSA agent, was a friend of, uh, a fan of my comedy. And we talked for a little bit. Super nice guy. Mm -hmm. I hate that he has to fall in, in with the rest of the TSA people. It was in Dallas, Texas. Just a nice guy. We had a good time. Mm. But not most of them. Yeah. They'd be yelling at you. Uh, I went to this past weekend. I did what I'm now going to refer to as someone said this to me in the, in the because uh, I talked about this on Nate Land. But they said this to me uh, because I was calling it, I was going to try to call it a triathlon of comedy. But then I realized I actually did four events. So I was like, this is a decathlon. And then I was told that a decathlon is 10 events, which I didn't even realize was a thing. It's like, how do you do 10 events? You know what I mean? Are you just from some small town where they don't have enough athletes to do them all? Well, it's probably just really athletic people that they're like, you know what? I can do about seven out of 10 of these pretty good. Let's just see if I'm a little bit better than everybody else overall. But don't be selfish and do all the events. Yeah. That's what I say. That's ridiculous. I leave some space for other people to do some events. Yeah. So I did. So someone said it is a grand slam of comedy events. Because the Grand Slam is four points. So that's what I did. I flew to Chicago. Oh, I also, I, gave, I yelled at some people in Chicago too. So let's get into that. But I flew to Chicago. Now, last week, it was pretty cold um, in, in Nashville. And so I, I packed heavy. Like I packed really warm. I layered up. And I got on the airplane and it was hot. I spent all day hot i was dropping layers and then i landed in chicago i got into my uber it's hot again i was dropping layers i had a hard time eventually i had to ask the guy to roll the window down so i could catch a breeze it was just so hot and then i finally made it to my hotel about uh three o'clock 
and I they go, mm, check-ins at four. Uh, and I go, all right, well, I'll just be waiting right out here in the lobby. And I do my thing that I do where when they make me wait in the lobby, I try to spread out in there. I try to uh, be as ridiculous as possible to where they're like, we got to get this guy out of our lobby. <laughs> uh, I put my coat and my shirt down across the back of the couch. I opened my bag, my huge bag. I opened it. I changed my shoes and my socks in the lobby. Uh, I was... <laughs> I was laying down in there. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Laying down. Yeah, I was laying down. Was there a carpet? No, I mean, I was laying down on their couch. Okay. And not on the floor. (laughs) I know, that's... This is Chicago. I'm not laying on the ground. Well, I don't know. The whole thing sounds petulant. And I don't know what that means, but but I... um, Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be annoying. A 4 p.m. checkout is unbelievable. It's too late. It's like most of these hotels, you got to check out by 11 and it's like 4 p.m. is when you, you, you allow me to check in. I mean, I think 2 p.m. should be um, check in. That should be check in time. It's not our fault that you don't hire enough house house cleaners. You know what I mean? Let's get it done here. Uh, don't work one house cleaner to death. Uh, you know, hire some people. Okay. So... I just, you know, everybody, all these people are sitting around in the lobby and they look like they're all waiting to check in and slowly, but surely like they all leave new people come in and they go up to their room and I finally just stand up and I go, so everybody gets to check in, but me, I mean, what's going on around here? And they go, oh, uh, it's 4 PM. It's standard check-in. A lot of these people, uh, you know, you know, they've already, uh, done this or that or whatever and i go uh, i don't know i just see everybody coming in here checking in and i'm just sitting out here and they got the guy was like well, we're just waiting on a call from from uh from the uh, house cleaners to find out if your room's ready i go all right i, I got it seems like everybody's checking in and then the guy pick up picks up the phone all of a sudden he picks up the phone and he goes all right your room's ready and i'm like okay so was it, you know, in my mind, I'm like, so was it ready before you just needed a little push or what? That's suspicious. But I was so hot that day. Mm. And the moment I got into my room, I felt totally guilty about it. Even before I got to my room, the guy checking me in, I apologized to him. I said, hey, I'm sorry. It's been a long day. I'm just hot. I'm tired. And they sent up. Uh, they tried to send up, and I, I, I said, no, nah, I don't want it. They tried to send up, like, some wine and to me, and I'm like, well, I don't drink, so thank you, though. Like, I think they were just trying to. Well, to me, that sounds like they knew they'd done something wrong. I think so. I think so. They were trying to make up for it because it was like, it's just ridiculous. A 4 p.m. checkout is so ridiculous. Check in, so ridiculous. I think you handled yourself well. Yeah, and I got into the room, and I was able to relax a little bit, but then I had to run right off to the show. So this is where it all starts. Although I do a a theater show in Chicago at the Vic, it was very good. It was a it was a great show. I had a lot of fun. But that day, I had asked, would I would I be a celebrity guest judge at Zany's in Chicago for roast battle? And I don't like roast battles, but I thought, you know what, I like the club zanies i'm not smoking cigars if i were still smoking cigars i would have said no because i would have just wanted to have a cigar after the show but i was like well i'm not smoking cigars so yeah why not so i so i go do uh my theater show at chicago and i wanted to do a meet and greet uh but i was met immediately the moment i got off stage i was met by someone to say we got to get you over to zanies for the roast battle because it was a comedy festival going on. It was all a big deal. So I was like, okay, so they got a car and we got, so I had no, I I didn't have an opportunity to do a meet and greet. And I wanted to, because there were people at the shows that, that I knew and I wanted to shake their hands and say, thanks for coming. Uh, but it just didn't work out. And, um, so I went over to Zany's, uh, and I participated in as a judge in the roast battle Turns out they started way late. I had plenty of time to do a meet and greet, but that's neither here nor there. Um, or over there. Or over there. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was fun. I mean, roast battles are so mean. Uh, people are so mean to each other. I don't know why they do it. Uh, I don't 
I mean, I, I guess, you know, a lot of people get a lot of views off of their roast battle stuff. My friend Derek does them and he gets a lot of views off of them, but they're just so mean to each other. Uh, I've seen some of Derek's roast battles where the, like he's roast battling women and they're very, they say very mean things to him, but he also says mean things to them. And I just feel like as a woman, I just feel like they would take it harder and just be like, you just remember that comment that person said about you for the rest of your life. I still remember, uh, uh, when I got roasted once when I was a comedian and it was such an innocuous comment, but it has stuck with me. And, um, the girl was roasting me and she goes, Hannah Hogan who is Hannah Hogan? No, really. Who are you? And I was like, Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's like stuck with me for so long. <sighs> yeah. I mean, the things they were saying to each other, uh, I was just like, wow, uh, this is, and then, you know, and then it's our job. Well, first off, they all, they wanted all the, the judges to do a, a five minute set. Oh, and so I guess for this particular lineup of judges, I was the highest profile uh, comedian on the lineup. So I, I closed it out. I was the last one to go. But the guy before me, he was very funny, but he was so dirty, so high energy, so dirty. And he was just crushing. I mean, he was talking about, you know, I. Uh, uh, just imagine he used different words, but he was talking about making love with a female bodybuilder. And it was pretty funny, but it was pretty disgusting what he was talking about. And I'm like, so I just have to take the stage after that. And I'm just like, I just, I go, you I go. You ever been to a Western Sizzler? Yeah, I go, I think they made the lineup wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I was supposed to go before Cam. I was like, I don't, I said, I'm afraid of female bodybuilders. Uh, but there was one guy who went up and he was talking about how he hated kids. He's like, I hate your kids. F your kids. Not me in particular, but just everybody in the audience. He's like, I hate kids. F, F your kids. And so I go up and I go, uh, I have kids uh, and I like them. <laughs> <laughs> and it got such a good laugh. Yeah. I, I said thank you to him for making those jokes because I was like, it really made my joke good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I had a pretty good set. I liked what I did. but I So for the rest of the roast battle, it's like all these people seem to know each other. I'm the only one. I didn't know a single person on the lineup. So I can't make fun of them really, but... I did, you know, I did my thing. Uh, I just played that I that I didn't like it, and that I thought everyone was mean to each other, and that I'm much nicer than this. Mm -hmm. That was, and and I am, but yeah. uh, that was the role I played. And then the next morning, I flew to uh, Oklahoma City, <clears throat> where I did uh, a corporate gig for uh, the Oklahoma Department of Transportation. Uh, safety commission, something like that. They were very nice. It was a very nice group of people, uh, a high profile event. In fact, some of their previous speakers was former president George W. Bush uh, and Peyton Manning. So I said, I got up on stage and I go, oh, you guys have had George W. Bush here. You've had Peyton Manning here. I was like, I'm guessing things aren't going well this year. <laughs> 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 and uh, it was good. It was fun. They put me in a very nice hotel, very fancy. Um, and they let me do room service. And uh, so I ordered, I think they got me a hotel for two nights. So on Saturday night, I did... Um, uh, the comedy club Bricktown uh, did two shows at Bricktown in Oklahoma City, which was really great. I had a ton of fun, um, and I you know, I didn't even make them get me a hotel because the corporate gig paid for it. So over the weekend, I did a theater show, a roast battle, a corporate gig, and a comedy club gig. So I did four events. I did the Grand Slam of comedy all in one weekend. That's awesome. It was a it was a hot weekend. It's a hot hot weekend. And now um you've also you've also been working out. Do you have more to talk about with that weekend? Not that weekend. I just want to say this weekend I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Improv. Okay. It's going to be very exciting. I've been there a bunch of times. Can't wait to go back. 
All right. Well, along with you, um, kind of slowing down on the CBD, we'll say you've also been working out. You've been pumping iron, right? Yes, I have. And how do you feel? How's that going for you? It's going really great. Uh, I feel good. I got a nice routine worked up. You know, I, I, I like to watch, you know, YouTube videos and stuff like that. Sometimes I'll do a conspiracy video. Sometimes I'll do a gardening video. I feel like I'm getting more into gardening videos because it's almost like, it's almost like I'm over conspiracies because I'm like, yep, yeah, I already got it. I got it figured out. Uh, everyone's evil and they're all against us. Um, so what now? Yeah. So now I'm just like, waiting for the end. Yeah. So now it's like, well, let's start growing some of my own food. Yeah. So I'm really getting into that. And uh, so, but what's nice is, you know, I take my phone or I take an iPad, put it on the treadmill. I walk for 30 minutes. I try to do a pretty fast pace for 30 minutes and I watch whatever video I've been wanting to watch. Uh, and then I, uh, then I go lift weights. I don't get too extreme with it. I'm working up to do more and more and more, but for now I'm just, you know, I'm getting some exercise in. I'm getting my heart rate up. I'm doing some strength training and it feels good. That's fantastic. Now you've talked about working out in the past, but, um, and even since I've been with you, you'll go hard for maybe a month tops and then you'll kind of fizzle off. And so I saw this thread on Reddit that reminded me of you. Okay. And um, the, the, the caption is, where the F do people summon the drive to work out routinely? The dieting, the lifting, the exercise, it's all incredibly unpleasant, boring, and time-consuming. Every time I try, I last a week or so. I hate every second of it. And so a lot of people have been responding about relating to it. Just if you don't naturally like exercising... Like, how do you, how do you stick with it? Well, um, I guess you're not the person to ask because you haven't done that yet. I'm not really the person to ask, but, but, um, you know, but, you know, usually what, what stops me is exterior things. Like I'll get sick, uh, or really what has always dragged me down is, uh, my vices, um, like, I used to work out really heavy back in the day when I would drink, you know, and I, I really like to do weights, but it's like I do, you know, a heavy few days of drinking and, and miss three days at the gym and then I'd be out of my routine and wouldn't want to get back into it. I remember I was doing P90X for a little while. I quit drinking for a little bit and started doing P90X in my apartment. I was really sweating it out. I quit drinking for a month, I think, during that time. And I was really into it. And I was like, this is great. And then I started drinking again. And immediately I was like, ah, I'm so hungover. I don't want to do that. And you miss a few days and now you're out of the routine. Mm -hmm. um, the same for... Um, cigars or or cigarettes or i don't know if weed actually does i mean i remember back in the day i would get i would get high and go run on the treadmill and i would listen to some real classic rock and i would just zone out to like guitar solos while i was running and i loved it um but um i just think all those things get in the way or diet gets in the way you eat really bad and you feel sluggish um, and I just, I don't have any of those things right now. I'm not eating bad. I'm not, I'm not eating perfect, but I'm not eating bad. And, uh, and now for the time being, I'm not, I don't have any, uh, you know, tobacco or, or, or any kind of smoking vices or no alcohol, you know? So, yeah, that's interesting. Cause it, it's such a simple point, but I do think that that's relatable. And I'm sure that's why a lot of people roll their eyes when naturally athletic people or people who just like to be in shape are like, just work out, just exercise. And it's like, well, I don't like it. It sucks. Right. You know, um, I do think it's important to find a routine that works for you. Yeah. Uh, you do want to challenge yourself, you know, because when I quit drinking, I got really, I got in really good shape and, um, I think, uh, what got me out of that routine was that I, I got it, you know, this was 2012 and I ended up getting a girlfriend and I was like, mm -hmm. you know, before uh, I was dating this girl, I had total free time. 
I, I completely changed my life in a way that I didn't even, you know, I still had friends, but so many of my friends I quit hanging out with because our, our, our bond was drinking. So I had total free time. I would ride a bike. It would take me 30 to 40 minutes to ride my bike to the gym. And then I would work out for an hour and ride my bike home. And, you know, that's three hours. I don't have, well, I don't know, roughly three hours. I don't have that kind of time right now to just go away for three hours. One of the recommendations for people that don't have the motivation to consistently work out, go to the gym is to um, get involved in a sport. And actually one of the advice was don't go into exercise thinking I got to work out. I got to get fit. Say to yourself, I have to learn more about martial arts, you know, like approach it from sort of like a knowledge like try to find something that interests you like yoga or martial arts and say, I want to learn more about this. And by doing it, you learn more about it. Now, would something like that, you know, fit you? Do you think you could get into any kind of martial arts or a sport? I don't think so. I hate team sports. Mm -hmm. I just, the moment, like when you played soccer for a little while, and I would go to those events with you. I I don't want to say hate, but hate's just the most fun word to use. Uh, I did not hate them. But I for my the, teammates? For the sake of the fun word to use, I hated everyone on that team. I hated the team. <laughs> I hated your team. I yeah. hated the other team. I hated the uh spouses or 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 uh a significant others of people on your team. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to hang out with them. I, I hated it. I hated the smell of the, 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 the field. Um, I just hated it. And I wasn't, I played sports as a kid. I wasn't, let, let, I wasn't let, picked on let's by pause. athletes. Like what, what was the aggravation? Was it just sort of the intensity everybody had around it or just sort of like, adults getting together to exercise it's, what bothered I you i think it's the attitude of adults that continue to play sports at not a high level <laughs> yeah and but yet they're out on that field like like with the attitude of i'm playing at a high level yeah like Anytime a softball field, anything like that, you get out there and there's dudes out there and it's just like they're taking it way too seriously. Yeah. It's like when I'm playing a sport, you know, I want to win. If I'm playing pickup basketball with my buddies, I want us to win. But if we lose, I don't care. I don't care. And it's just like, I'm just there to play and have fun. And I think you maybe would have been able to get into it a little better if I wasn't the worst on the team. If I wasn't such a bad soccer player as an adult. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. It was, it was hard, though. I mean, um, there was no there was no fanfare around it at all. No. You go. I our team really became demoralized as every game went on because our team sucked. Well, what I thought was we were going to go there. It was going to be one field. I was going to be able to sit on some bleachers with some other fans and we were going to watch a game. Yeah. But instead, it was this giant room with about 12 fields and just constant games going on. There was really no fans at all one time there was like some dude's girlfriend and she was real annoying to me and i just it, it wasn't that she was like an annoying person it was just like i don't know she also seemed to be taking it too seriously like she wasn't yelling at the field but it just seemed like a big deal to her but there was a high caliber of soccer being played there i mean i played soccer a little bit recreationally in toronto as an adult and I was the best player. So I thought I'd roll into America and play some rec soccer with this league. And I got my face cleared out. Like I, I was just brutally embarrassed <laughs> at my skills, you know, and I was just out of shape, even though I'm not out of shape. It was just devastating for me on a personal level. And I also tried to like like my team and have that kind of go team go spirit but the guy who was the goalie on my team he was uh 
real salty kind of guy. And he was also very competitive. And I really wanted to like him and just be supportive of him. But then one day, one game, I heard him call a girl on another team the C word. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, that's I what don't I'm like saying. You. I mean, come on. The whole attitude. I mean, I've seen it on a softball field where I'm just like, dude, we're just we're just playing. Yeah, he was and it, yeah. He was yeah. And, and then like, it got canceled by the pandemic, so we yeah. didn't even finish the season. But the the just I just I hate it. So team sports I hate. Yeah. Um I was doing some, you know, kind of kung fu karate. I don't want to insult the martial arts, but I don't know what it was with some guys in um, Charleston back in the day, early 2000s. Muay Thai? I don't know. Early 2000s with them. And I really liked those guys. Um, and they worked hard. I didn't do it very long with them, but I did do it a little bit. I really liked them. They they were into more the kind of peaceful aspects of it and they were very nice guys they just wanted to really exercise hard and 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 you know and they really cared about it and i liked them and i enjoyed that but even back then i was drinking too much i mean we would go and we would work out real hard and then we'd sit around the campfire and have beers and uh you know that's what i was really interested in um but I, i don't think the team sports would help me i do think what helps me is just, you know, finding a peaceful routine with it and, and, and being into it. I think you want to challenge yourself to get stronger each time. But I and, you know, I don't know, but I just do believe that you can work out and keep yourself in shape without having to grind so hard. And then you also want to find like I, I swear I started sweating today while I was raking leaves. I think you got to find other things to do where your body's always moving um but you're yeah matter of fact that was one of the tidbits of advice on this thread was you know start small if you are someone that has a hard time getting up off the couch just get your shoes on go get the mail yeah you know and and you know when i was reading things about the blood type diet at one point which i'm not sure i believe in but they were just talking about how you know, different people are designed for different types of exercise. Like some people, you know, can can go really hard at it, but other people should do a more peaceful uh, walking, jogging, um, yoga. A moderate. As moderate. Oppo- yeah, as opposed to really trying to grind it out. How and do I, you feel about a brisk walk? Uh, I like it. I mean, we used to do a lot of walks before we had, you know, two kids. And it's like you yep. you walk for 15 minutes with Daisy and then she wants to get out of the stroller, but she doesn't want to keep walking. She wants to like bebop around. <laughs> and normally I wouldn't mind, but it's like we are trying to exercise. Yeah. So it's like just stay in the stroller. I bring five packs of raisins when I take my uh, our kids yeah. out for a walk because I'm like, you're staying in the stroller and I'm going five miles per hour. Yeah. Um, well, I mentioned walking because it made me think of this. Um, you're really into breathing. Yeah. You're really into those deep breaths. Yes. And um, I read that the, you know, legendary philosopher, Immanuel Kant, um, he lived into old age and he was a philosopher, right? And he claims that he lived into old age because every day of his life, he would go for a 45 minute walk a brisk walk and take deep breaths as he walked. And he believes that that was um, many, uh, you know, account for that, that that was his good health because he was just keeping his lungs constantly, um, you know, filled with good oxygen, deep breaths, fresh air. Yeah. Well, who, who even knows how good our air is now? But um, I believe that. I believe in taking deep breaths. I believe in being outside. I believe in, yeah, I mean, walking's good. I mean, 45 minutes is quite a walk. Maybe it wasn't 45 minutes. Maybe I just said that, but he would go for a walk every day, um, like at dusk. Yeah, I mean, what I'd like to do, I mean, it's just like, I'd like, I want to create a, an environment out on our land. I want to get... I got some plans in place. I got a guy coming out to to the land, uh, I think next week, and we're gonna we're gonna look at um, doing some things out there. But I got a whole idea planned long term to have a trail all the way across our nine acres, 
where we can go for walks. And that part of that would be a walk down by the creek. Part of it would be a walk through the woods. It would be uphill, downhill. Uh, you know, it's long term because it'll take a while to really build. But that is my plan to have a I just, nature walk. I just thought of another thing, though. We don't have the means to do it, but would be actually a good sport exercise for you. Swimming. Swimming. Yeah. Well, I love swimming. And I, I don't do enough of it anymore. So who knows how fast I am anymore. But uh, it'd probably be shocking to you like it was for me in soccer. But I, I, I talked to uh, actually when me and Brian and Aaron were, were on Nate Land, we're talking about Brian had floated the idea of, you know, if you if there what professional sport do you think you could, you know, play and at least kind of blend in where people would not expect that you were not a professional. And I think uh, Brian was just saying by looks. So when I said swimming, they just bust out laughing like that's the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard. Meanwhile, Brian says professional soccer player. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> sure, Jan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I think uh, physically – I may lose swimming, and I just mean regular freestyle swimming. I don't know any other kinds of swim moves, but um, I think I'd do all right. I don't think I'd win, but I think I'd do all right, especially if I got to practice a little bit. I used to be a very good swimmer, and I would love that. I would love to be able to swim more. I don't yeah. want to own a pool, but I'd love to have access to a pool daily. Every time you get in a pool, you you start bragging. Yeah. You start talking about how good of a swimmer you are. Yeah. And I show it every time. Yeah. I know. You're like out here racing kids in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Showing them who's boss. Yeah. I mean, I, I only know, I mean, uh, in my friend groups, I only know, and the, a lot of these will be very athletic people. I only know of one guy to beat me. Uh, and it was, I was like, my feelings were a little hurt when he beat me. I was like shocked, but he was, uh, you know, pretty redneck kid too. Uh, do you want to know what his name was? Yeah. John Strickland. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I tell Hannah stories about John Strickland all the time. Mm -hmm. I used to party with this guy a lot and, uh, I used to, I would race people every time I'd go every, anytime we got into some water somewhere, I'd go, let's race. And I would beat every friend. Like, I mean, I had very athletic friends. <sighs> That were like wrestlers and football players and baseball players, but swimming, I would get them every time. Not not long distance. I did have one friend. He was a wrestler, and uh, from one side of the pool and 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 back at one side down, you know, just from one side to the other, I beat him every time. But if it was down there and back, he would get me. Is he tall? He's not tall, but I would just lose some steam. He was very mm. in shape. Uh, Yet another thing I did not know about John Strickland. But John Strickland. And you uh, claim to have told me everything. Yeah. Uh, but John, uh, he beat me. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, I hate that. Dang, he got you, huh? Yeah. Well, that's good. I hope you continue on your um, exercise journey. You've been waking up early. It's been wonderful. I feel like you've had a great virility. Yeah, you know, well, what I... What I like here at home, I have bought a sauna, if people don't know. I know I've talked about it before, but I bought a sauna. And uh, people have asked me about the name brand, and I forget the name brand. And, you know, I didn't do as much research as some people think that I did. I mean, people really... Um, I'll tell you that. You said, I want to get a sauna on a Monday, and we had it by a Wednesday. But I... I what I like to do is there are people that I like in the, in the world, in the medical fields, in this and that. And if they say they like something and I, and I trust them and I've gone along with them, then I, I don't, it, to me, I'm like, I don't need to do a lot of research outside of that because I'm like, I already trust what they're saying about certain things. And there is a doctor. Now he gets, you know, he, he does get into politics a little bit and, uh, you know, so he could, turn people off based on some of his opinions. But medically, I've followed a lot of his advice for a long time, and I like what he has to say. And he, Dr. McCola is his name, and he likes the infrared sauna. And that's what I have, and I think it's great. He also is into grounding and, and many other things that I'm into. And hates I, Michaels. 
Yeah, yeah. Hates Michael. Um, so I, I, he, like, he was uh, the earthing documentary I watched. Dr. McCullough showed up, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, I like that. But I, I've been getting up early, sometimes like 5 a.m. I get up before the rest of the family wakes up, and I do a 30-minute walk, about 30 minutes of lifting, and then I do about 30 minutes in the sauna. And That's awesome. So I really work up a sweat, and uh, and then I shower about the time everybody else is starting to wake up, and then I'm ready to go. Yeah, that's good stuff. You're doing good. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I sometimes can get into uh, the abuse of the body in a, in a way where I'm like, you know, I've, 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 I liked too many artists growing up. I like too much country music to where it's like abusing the body is like cool. Um, yeah. But you know, the older you get, the more you're like, I don't know, let's, let's try to take care of our body. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I think you're on that level now. Yeah. Do you have any um, emails or any Bible talk? Well, I don't. Um, I've, I've not. I mean, I had a lot of people email me about the um, Genesis 6 stuff that we talked about. Okay. But I've not really spent. A lot of people would sit. A lot of people send me podcasts to listen to. And I would like to listen to them. But so many that they send me, the podcast will just be linked to the person's website. And I can't find out how to get it on iTunes or Spotify. All my podcast listening I do while I'm on a plane. So I have to cut the plane on airplane mode or my phone on airplane mode. So I can't listen to the podcast while I'm flying. So if you if you do have a way to send me podcast uh, where I could listen on iTunes or Spotify. I would appreciate it. Um, uh, someone says, uh, leaves left on your garden feed the microorganisms that are the life of the soil. Decaying leaves add organic matter to the soil, which decreases the need for fertilizer, according to the USDA. This was on CBS Sunday morning. Uh, the longer it got, the less... Uh, I believed it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, too many official statistics. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, I wanted to say somebody emailed me th about this, but also uh, one of my friends and and listeners, he used to manage uh, 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 Lowe's. He managed the Lowe's in Somerville for South Carolina for a while, but also the Lowe's in uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. And when we were talking about two by fours and, uh, and I said that I measured it and it was less than two inches and less than four, he responded, he said, dusty on your two by four dilemma. That is the dimension of the rough cut board today. They are planned and edged square. Uh, and I think what he is meaning, uh, is that when they, maybe when they're in the sawmill, they cut out a piece of rough wood that's two inches by four inches. And then by the time it's cut down to be a not rough cut, it has lost some. So it's still not two by four because matter of fact, your sister-in-law who's here with us right now told me that she, she goes, so Dusty just found out about the two by fours. That's how she said it to me. She's like, so he just found out about that. And I said, yeah, and I did too. And she said, well, one time I was making Rob, her husband, a stool. She goes, I was making him a stool because he needed something to sit on when he was building a fire. And I made it out of two by fours. But and I measured it out thinking it'd be big enough for him. But when he went and sat down on it, it was too small because yeah. it was not two by four. Well, here's another person. They said, just to assure you, Dusty, two by fours have always been 45 millimeters by 90 millimeters or roughly one and three quarters by three and three quarters. As Hannah said, two by four just rolls off the tongue better. Love the pod, especially the rants. So we are correct in that it's not two by four. But as I stated, it could have always been this way. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it. Let's go ahead and be honest about how big our two by fours are. Yeah. Okay. Let's just be honest with it. I agree. 
Ridiculous. I think most, oh, here's one, uh, the Windy City. I was just listening to your podcast talking about Chicago. It's called the Windy City because of politicians lying and blowing wind. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. If I that's don't know if that's joke. true either. I think it's just a guy that lives in Chicago is like, yeah, these cronies. Because um, I'm sure it's got to be windy. It's probably got a double effect. Um, but also whatever it means to you. That's what I say. I called Nashville the Windy City today. It's windy here. This is, um, I'm not going to read all this email, but this is uh, our listener, Peggy. She's, she listens a bit, and she's emailed a few times, but she says uh, uh, this is going to be in regard, regards to some of the Reddit stuff. In all the dozens of your podcasts and videos that I've listened to, not for one second has the thought crossed my mind that you sound angry. On the contrary, I'm always impressed with how calm and non-defensive your responses are to provocative comments. In fact, I think that your voice is one of your great assets. Norm MacDonald thought so, too. Um, Thanks, Peggy. Um, troll commenters are conduits for negative energy. And just as you don't want to energize demonic forces by dwelling on them, you don't want to give the trolls more energy. Maybe think of them as annoying gnats or flies and brush them off. Humans seem to be hardwired to give more, uh, to give more, a lot more attention uh, to criticisms than to praise. But as I look through the comments on Nateland, what I see overwhelmingly is affection and admiration for you. That goes double for comments on your YouTube videos. People are over the moon about you and you deserve it. You're a very gifted comedian and your brand of humor makes people feel good. We're having a good time. I mean... What a great email, huh? I guess she's laying on a little thick for me. <laughs> Dang, Peggy trying to get in here or what? Come on, Peggy. Well, I think it's very nice. I mean, yeah, I he's talented, it. but dang, girl, you're acting like you want a first date with those compliments. I think it's very nice. No, that is nice. And might I say sage, Peggy. Yeah. Sage, Peggy, with some sage advice. Um, And um, let's see... Um, Yeah, see, I need to, some of the Genesis 6 stuff is a bit long, so I need to narrow it down, and, uh, but it seems like people uh, mostly agree with uh, my, my thoughts on it. Uh, some, some differentiate, but, um, you know, I think with Genesis 6, I think that it is, um, and I need to, I want to put these all together so I can read them out, but I get a little slack with doing that. Um, but the, um, I think that, yeah, I mean, there is, um, you know, as, as the Bible states, there is, uh, Satan was an angel, uh, and he fell from heaven and, or was kicked out of heaven and he took a third of the angels with him. I think that a third of those angels are bad. And I think the angels are the sons of God. Um, and when they saw, you know, women on the earth and they had already, done wrong and had already were already fallen uh essentially that they came to earth and they had relations with these women um and then they gave birth to babies and those babies became giants and uh this all sounds crazy to people i don't know why it does i don't know why that we would believe that there was once giant reptiles roaming the earth but not believe that there were giant human-like people roaming the earth and uh and so that's what was happening and it got real bad um and that's why the flood came i don't think the flood came because people were just evil or else i think the earth would be flooded right now but i i think that uh that uh it was so bad that noah and his family were potentially the only pure bloodline left so they were so um, God was like, I got to get rid of this. And a lot of people speculate that Noah's and Noah's sons, uh, their wives, one of their wives maybe had what they call Nephilim, maybe had some Nephilim blood in them. So that's how the giants came back 
because the Israelites had to, in the promised land, had to kill these giants to take their land back. Mm. Good grief. I know it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It but, is. But I mean, it's it's straight up in the Bible. I mean, when, when they're talking about Joshua um, is talking with Moses and he's saying, we, we're supposed to go into the promised land. And, and he says, we are like grasshoppers to them, meaning they are so big that we are like grasshoppers to them. All right, it's very fun. I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina this weekend at the Improv. I'll be in Cary, North Carolina, actually, at the Raleigh Improv. And uh, next week, next Tuesday, November 14th, I have a show at Zany's. Uh, so those will be super fun. Um, I do have a 50-minute video out on YouTube. It is not my special. My special is still coming. I still can't make any announcement about it, but it is coming. And um, But I have 50 minutes on YouTube. You could watch that 50 minutes and then come to a show, and I won't repeat any of those jokes. So feel free to watch that. And none of those jokes are on the special either. So it's going to be great. And uh, anything, you got anything, Anna? Mm-mm. All right. Thank you very much. We're having a good time. Thank you.